So, um, Olympics. Uh, let's go 30,000 feet. You love the Summer Olympics. It is your thing. That and James Bond. James Bond and the Summer Olympics. You know, you're almost right. James Bond and the Winter Olympics. Oh. Oh. But I love both versions of the Olympics. The summer one, just not quite as much as the winter one. Right. Well, what if they put tennis in the Winter Olympics, indoor, on carpet? No, 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 no. Outdoor, like (laughs) that James Bond movie, where it took place on that glacier where they were mining conflict-free diamonds. Right, but then it's only filmed from helicopters, like just crane shots, the whole totally tournament. Cool. Yeah. There's like fur collars, but like fake fur, and uh, <laughs> like sliding across the ice, midnight sun kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 24-hour tournament? That would be great. By the end of this day, we'll crown a winner. <laughs> so are you into the Summer Olympic tennis? Because yes. a lot of people do not give one single fuck about this, I feel You like. know who gives the biggest single fuck about it? Who's that? Coco Vandoy. Really into it. Yeah. Super into it for really, really cool reasons. We uh, talked about her a little bit last week with the fantastic and hilarious co-hosts of The Body Serve um, about how she would probably cut a bitch and definitely prank someone potentially in a locker room. (laughs) So she's, you know, she's a tough gal. On the other hand, I heard a fantastic Beyond the Baseline interview with her, which is Sports Illustrated's tennis podcast with John Wertheim, and she was talking about how proud and, like, basically how it was, like, the most meaningful thing in her life to this point and more than anything she could imagine uh, in terms of achieving glory on a tennis court and being selected to represent her country in the Olympics. And I got a little teary. And what was cool about it is, you know, she grew up in an Olympic household. Uh, her mother was a two-time Olympian, mm-hmm. was a swimmer, and then the next cycle, so everybody boycotted. And the next one, she was kind of past her prime as a swimmer, but re-entered as a volleyball player, became a volleyball player, and then was in two separate Olympics, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And like that... Coco Vandoy's like entire family is like athletes. Her uncle right. Kiki was an all-star. You know, she's like comes from this lineage of superstar athletes, and like the fact that her mom was an Olympian and she's like you know gets to follow in those footsteps was like really cool to hear her being you know, really into it. Right. It's perfect. And there's like a history of like, uh, sort of medium distinguished players having their career highlights at the Olympics. Like, yeah, which I think is cool. It's super, super cool. I mean, like people remember the Masu. Are we going to go with that? When he won the gold. Um, and, uh, but he, uh, Marty fish lost that match six, four in the fifth heartbreaking stuff. I found it on YouTube today. It's really hard. Cause I mean, that, that would have been, Marty, Marty Fish's, Fish's whole career. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. And it's Marty Fish in the, with a ponytail and like 10 pounds <gasps> heavier that he, that he ended up playing with. It's pretty awesome. He has a gold chain on. Oh my God. Did he have Marty like a Fish. bandana? Like you're basically describing like David Foster Wall. <laughs> no, no, no bandana, but he did have a fostery kind of feel. I mean, if any professional tennis player does. I feel like we should say this because, you know, for the Olympic, and this is a point of contention, right? Like, what do you think the Olympics is? And this is actually why I said the Winter Olympics was uh, a little bit more uh, to my liking. Like, what do you think the Olympics is? Is it this, like, place for all nations to gather and, you know, put forth their best athletes and compete? Sure. But is it the most meaningful thing in each of the individual sports uh, universes? In, like, some cases, no, it's not. And so, like, if you're a decathlete, Obviously, a gold medal is is what you want right. and 
you know, trained for your entire career. And so you're seeing somebody's literal dream come true. If you're a tennis player, or I would argue like a few other sports, like maybe even soccer, yeah, definitely um, soccer. Yeah. it's not necessarily considered like the be all and end all highest peak of achievement in your sport, especially if you're a professional. Right. So, you know, I think tennis in particular has like had a number of people pass on participating which makes it a little bit, which is how you end up with, you know, Marty Fish having a shot at a medal, to right. be totally honest. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, like, I, I will admit that I've never paid that close attention to Olympic tennis. I think, like, I hope that it's a good tournament because I do think even here, the Murray thing last time around was significant. Like, oh, I totally. watched that match. People were really into that match. It was great, even though it wasn't a very competitive match. And so I hope they can build on it a little, although that pretty much means i guess an american doing well but doesn't <laughs> what i even, say build on it yeah you mean in america you mean, america. You mean in america yeah right. um well doesn't roger federer say that the like his lifetime highlight or maybe like one of them is winning an olympic gold medal with stan vavrinka and doubles it's crazy yeah like that's cool that's really cool and those kind of moments that's what's cool about the olympics like right. seeing people um you know, going out of their comfort zone and maybe like just competing and getting into it because they get to put, you know, in his case, the Swiss colors on his back and, and like get excited a bunch about a, in front of a bunch of strangers. Like that's kind of cool who might not even be into tennis. Right. It's, it's strange that you don't have like the United States playing like that. It's not Davis cup. Oh yeah. Like round one U S versus Croatia. Yeah. Would you be more or less into that? Huh? More. More, me too, for sure. So yeah, it's like kind of what Davis and Fed Cup could have been, and maybe right. would would one day be. It was just like definitely more of like a World Cup vibe. Yeah, yeah, because the individual thing is a little bit of a downer. Right, right. I just think it's a little anticlimactic. Uh, but if it were country against country, which is a big draw part of the Olympics, like like they've tried this before and it's worked, kind of thing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think they should do it. That is a really good idea. I let's sit down someone from the IOC. It's not too late. It's not too late, guys. It's not too late. Rip it all up before Saturday. Definitely (laughs) don't have their hands full with other matters in Rio. Did you see the news today? Some Russian diplomat, which we all know what that means, like (laughs) killed a man who like tried to mug him? What? It seems why. I mean, this is, it's true that Every Olympics is like, it's going to be a disaster, but things do not look great. And this thing not starts great. soon. I'm not going to yeah. try to pile on for the, you know, but the feces and the Zika, it's just, oh man, like they yeah. have not, they don't have, they got their work cut out for them. I'm yeah. re- I mean, obviously I don't want this to be disastrous. I want, like, I love this thing. I, yeah. I'm going to watch the opening ceremonies. I might even wear, uh, I might even, I might go to a potluck tomorrow night to watch the opening ceremonies and wear, wow. um, a costume. What, wait, what's your <laughs> what is your costume? Well, I don't have a Canadian themed costume because I'm not sure what that'd be. Like maybe a Mountie or like Celine Dion. I'm sure the Roots makes it, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> if there is, it's a beret made by the Roots. <laughs> um, I happen to have a pair of Lederhosen. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, draw you, your own conclusions. Uh, <laughs> I I can't wait. Where did you get the uh, the Lederhosen from? Uh, my dad. Okay. All right. Yep. 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 Okay, Caitlin, are you ready for the one piece of Olympic trivia uh, that I'm familiar with? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, sure. So in 1896 in the Athens Olympics, uh, an English guy named George S. Robertson ended up winning the bronze, which is not all that notable, except that in the ceremonies after the games, Robertson got up and delivered a ode to athletic prowess, which he had composed in ancient Greek. 
This yeah. is what I'm talking about. Oxford man. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, it would be awesome. I feel like they should award people like, you know, crowns of olive. Like, <laughs> Bring it all the way back. Togas. Yeah. <laughs> the Olympics are awesome. They're like literally the platonic ideal of like human uh, uh, excellence. Like that to me is what the Olympics mean, which is why I'm so prone to like crying during the montages and like obviously the moments where people are, you know, the reaching the pinnacle of their thing. And even if they have to go back to like, you know, the car manufacturing factory the next day, but like for now, all (laughs) it's all been worth it. Like, you know, this is what the Olympics is about to me, which is why, you know, I would love for there to be, you know, in the tennis realm, it's harder to imagine because everyone competing in the sport is already a professional athlete, unlike some of the other sports. But like, you know, even if, you know, somebody from like Estonia somehow makes like the medal round, even if it's in something like obscure, like mixed doubles, I would love that. It would be so cool to just watch somebody get something so meaningful, uh, in a, in, you know, in such an unexpected, you know, place and time. And that's like, so, 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 so cool. Yeah. I think I told you once about like following Serena Williams on Instagram, which I hope everyone does at some point in their life. And like how she was just like super cash cleaning out like a drawer on a Sunday and was like, oops, found some of these. And it was like eight gold medals. (laughs) They're going for their fourth uh, doubles gold medal. Like it's bananas. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like having a gold medal, having a medal, is just like, ugh, it's really, really cool. And I know that you know, again, because of, I think Zika and some of the other stuff. And now there's KGB agents, obviously running around, you know, not everybody has gone to, to compete. We know Federer's going to be out because of yeah. a back injury. Yep. Um, Milos, you know, isn't playing citing concerns of Zika as are a handful of other players, but you know what? Like it's super cool to, to everybody else who's there. And right. like, I hope it, if not, doesn't give us like the most exciting like firecracker tennis it at least gives us some like really cool stories and that to me is maybe more important yeah i think so i think just on the on the federer thing like i'm a little bummed he's not playing because like one of the best parts of the olympics is like the tension that comes around with like this is this person's one shot and we've seen people fall down on the track before where like legs get twisted and then suddenly like four years of someone's life is erased which is not great but like the tension of that being there is great and i feel like if federer was playing we would get a little bit of that because this is the one thing he hasn't won and this is the his last chance Wait, he, hasn't won been this? Last, he hasn't won the singles gold medal no man holy moly yep mark Rosset has an olympic gold medal Roger Federer does not. Wow. Yeah. You know who else doesn't have one is Pete Sampras. Yeah. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. In Atlanta, uh, can you tell me who the bronze medalist in singles was? The bronze medalist in singles? Atlanta. Like Michael Chang? Leander Paez. Leander Paez. I love that guy. Yeah, Paez. Sorry. Amazing, right? Olympic oh, yeah. bronze medalist in singles. Cool. Well, right. India... Uh, that must have been one of the first medals that they got. Probably, yeah. Whoa, that's really cool. For sure, for sure. Wow, um, that's neat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's much cooler than watching, like, oh, look, it's, you know, Djokovic and then Federer and then Andy Murray. You know, like, yeah, whoa, Leander Pays almost made it to the final round. That's right. neat. It's really cool. Although, uh, on Djokovic, uh, I think his opening round match is with Del Potro. Uh, which is going to be great. Great opening round match. Terrible draw for Del Potro, but it's all... Yeah, he's like out. 18 feet tall. He hits the forehand like 
literally 195 miles an hour. Like it's the fastest ground stroke I think on the tour. Yep. It's cool. He's got like a really cool game. And, and, and East, you know how I feel Eastern about Grit. That's one of my favorite parts of his game. Eastern oh, grip yeah. on his forehead. Straight up, like, handshake grip from, like, the 1920s. It's like how you teach a four-year-old. He just stuck with it. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, in the tone of the Olympics, I wish you a very sporting weekend, and I can't wait to check in midweek. Well, we might not talk next week. Um, in the spirit of the Olympics, um, I salute your humanity, and I can't wait to talk to you more about this. Yes. Uh, next time, I will read my ancient Greek poetry. Beautiful. Have a good weekend. You too.